Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to No Filler, a music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. In each episode, we'll dive into a little history of the artist and the album of choice, with snippets from interviews and concerts, as well as music from the album itself. Today we are talking about Austrian electronic music duo Tosca and their 2000 album Suzuki. With me, as always, today is my brother, Quentin. Q, how you doing up there in Seattle? I'm doing great, dude. Doing great. The weather's starting to turn in our favor. It's about to get into the beautiful summer months up here. Summer? And so you're just going to skip over spring? We're going to skip it. No, all spring and summer, feel it all feels great up here. It's just I see. perfect weather. Isn't it funny that we do? Isn't it funny that we always, for some reason, default to talking about the weather, as if there's nothing else to talk about? Well, I mean, we could get into deets about our everyday life, but no one gives a shit about that. But hey, I guess no one cares about the weather, do they? Exactly, dude. Oh God. All right, how about this? Have you been to any shows lately? Any concerts? What was the last concert you went to? The last concert I went to was a. I mean, I guess you could call it a concert. Travis, I've told you about this jazz. Uh, it's, a, it's a bar slash restaurant called the Royal Room. Okay. Every night they have jazz, live jazz. And me and Sarah went and checked out. They had this. So pretty much all the shows are, uh, you know, tip out the band members. You just, they have envelopes at the table and you just, Give like two or three dollars to each musician that's playing, um, you know, whatever you can afford. And they had it was Django Reinhardt's 108th birthday oh. that night, so the whole night was nothing but gypsy jazz. Oh, that's it great! Was so man. cool, dude. That's it awesome. Was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next time you're up here, you and Kara, we're definitely going to take you guys there. It's All a right, really yeah. cool place. I love jazz, um, man. Jazz is great. Oh man, it's such a it's such a cool nothing uh, better. Like, the the ambiance. Uh, 
Everything about it's just perfect, man. Yeah, we'll we'll take you guys there for I sure. I feel like when time. it comes to live music, jazz is the best to hear live. For live you know music, I mean? yeah, I agree. Absolutely, because there's just so much going on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. It, it's great. What about you, dude? Oh, well, I started a new started a new job, as you know. That's right. So That's right. you know, the my way to connect with people, obviously, is through music, right? So I'm. Kind of getting my getting the lay of the land as far as what people like, you know what I mean. And um, yeah. we've got this uh, Bluetooth speaker in the office that that uh, people take t- turns DJing on. Oh, that's cool. They just blue, you know, you just blue, you grab it. Basically, if it's free and nobody's using it, you just grab it, uh, sync it up to your laptop or whatever, and then you can play. And then we actually have a programmer who who coded an app that ties into Slack, which is our messaging app mm-hmm. um, where you can actually type in like hashtag DJ skip and it'll skip the song. Huh. If you're logged wow. into, if you're logged into our company's Spotify account, you can be like DJ song. He'll tell you what's playing. So if you're like sitting yeah. at your desk and you'd be like, man, this is sweet. I want to see who it is. You can just ask the old DJ. That's cool. But anyway. All right. So I could not be more excited about the album and the band that we are talking about today um as we teased in the Tycho episode at the very end um we discovered down tempo together maybe i don't know so it had to be a decade ago maybe a little over a decade ago hang on probably just just about a decade ago yeah yeah about a decade ago and this was this was the group that we had kind of both discovered together or one of us recommended it to the other one probably but this was like our intro to down tempo was Tosca. Yeah, dude, you know, this was really my intro to electronic music. Yeah. Really? As far as appreciating it and like the first this it, is the first electronic group that you paid enjoyed. attention to or that you like yes. that you said I like this. Yeah, that I paid attention to. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um when we were growing up uh, electronic music wasn't something that we listened to. I don't know. You know, like, yeah. I, I okay. L- we'll say okay. When we were growing up, I only appreciated music that had band members in it ac- playing actual instruments. You know, well, like yeah. I didn't understand electronic music when I was growing up. Right. And I don't know if that was because we grew up in the nineties. And actually, I don't know. Well, the I mean, it's, it's electronic because, music was was pretty big in the '90s. Yeah, but it was mostly like club stuff, man. Yeah. As far as what was yeah. popular, like on the radio, if there was if there was ever a hit on the radio that was an electronic uh, artist, I'm trying to think of what what. I guess Daft Punk was. I mean, Daft, it would be da- Moby probably. Moby was the only one that got yeah, actual but, radio play. I mean, Daft Punk was doing its thing by then, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if if they were hitting the radio waves in America. Well, I'm sure they were. But either way, we were too young for that. Yeah, you know. Well, it was just it was mostly rock. We were into rock because yeah, that's, that's what our thing. older brother listened to. That's what our dad mostly listened to. So yeah, um, it was. I think, it's like we, I you know, I kind of look back at it and laugh now the way that we probably f- felt so um, cultured and refined when we would listen to. Tosca, uh, the way that we did it, but yeah, so you, well, let's backtrack it just a little bit. I want to tell the story. All right, let's, Um, yeah, you paint the picture. So my senior year in high school, I started dating this girl. I won't go into details, moved out to Austin with, with her and a few of her friends had a good time. I lived there for a couple of years right out of high school. Uh, let's just say that the relationship went South shit hit the fan. And I realized that I needed to move the fuck away from this girl. <laughs> and you and our dad helped me do that. Um, I also didn't have a car that was working at the time because I was an early 20-something, you know, that just didn't have my priorities straight. So our dad drove down to get me because I was like, I think I want to move back to Dallas, um, you know. I think I'm going to break up with this girl. 
He came and picked me up, drove me back, and then you let me crash on your floor, basically. We had a blow-up mattress. Um, you let me crash with you in your little tiny studio apartment, you know, while I got back on my feet. And during that time, we were listening to a lot of music together. You had a, a nice turntable set up and some good speakers. Uh, you had a nice balcony that we would set out on and all thanks to our dad we would smoke a lot of pipe tobacco and cigars right and that's what i'm talking about when i say you know cultured and like sophisticated with our pipes and our down i think the word you're looking for is hipster yeah i guess it was hipster but um i mean really yeah but yeah we were you know you know there's a window facing the balcony so we would open the crack the window open put the speaker kind of on the ledge so we could hear it on the balcony and then we would yeah listen to Tosca. But yeah, um those are good times, man, you know. Really good like times. Like I said we listened to a lot of music together. Yeah, dude. But yeah, so anyway, I'm pretty sure that Tosca came up on a Pandora shuffled or or station or something, I, you know. We listened to a lot of Pandora. Yeah, back I, then. you know. I, I wish I knew which artist uh like Tosca was tied to as far as like what what station was I listening to, you know? Because if you remember Pandora, you'd type in an artist and then it would play similar artists. That was basically all it was. Yeah. So I wish I could like retrace it and go back to like who was the artist that I put into Pandora that, that uh, you know, I might have even picked, you know, because they had genre stations too. I might have picked like, you know, chill or something like that or down tempo. Radio stations to listen to while you smoke pipes with your twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of them. Pretty sure they didn't get that granular cue, but they may have. But either way, yeah, those are good times, man. I I look back fondly on 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 that year or so that I crashed on your floor. Yeah. Okay. So um, we have to uh, we have to take a little a little break here and talk about uh, what we've been listening to lately, Q. Because uh, sometimes we like to dive right in. And sometimes we forget to take care of some some housework. You know what I mean? All right. So my pick for the week is an original song from the British dark comedy, The End of the Fucking World, which is streaming on Netflix right now. I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. So anyway, for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, it's based on a graphic novel by Charles S. Forsman. It's essentially about a teenage psychopath and his free-spirited girlfriend who he plans on killing. Like, he wants her to be his first victim, right? Because he's like a psychopath, right? Jesus. It's a, it's a dark comedy, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then they run off together and, uh, you know, shenanigans uh, happen. But aside from it being a fantastic show, the soundtrack is amazing. Um, not just the original stuff. Which this song, this is one of the original songs written for the show, but it's basically there is there is something going on as far as like there there is a motif or a theme or something tied to America. Like I said, it's a British comedy, but every time they go to like a diner or something on the side of the road, there it's like a, it's like one of those uh, gimmicky like American diners, you know, like it's yeah, like I a fifties sixties right. American diner. All they do is eat American food, so they're they're eating cheeseburgers, you know, French fries. Mm. But the music is like fifties and sixties, like bebop and stuff like that, you know, and and some some UK stuff. But it's all from the fifties and sixties. So like, there's that kind of like. Um, is it know, legitimately that, from the fifties and sixties, or is it just written to sound like that? No, no, no. It's legitimately from from the fifties and sixties. Okay, cool. So the original songs that were written for the show are by Graham Coxon. And if the name sounds familiar to you, that's because... Not at all. Well, for <laughs> the, for, the, uh, for those listening who's, uh, who that name might sound familiar to... I'm sorry. Uh, that's because he was the guitar player for the rock band Blur. You've heard of them, right, Q? I've heard of Blur, yeah. Yeah, uh, everybody remembers the um, song number two. I believe it was, it was what the uh, their big hit. Uh, was that the name of the song? Yeah. <laughs> I really hope so, bro. Hold on. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, song song two. That's what it was called. Everybody okay. remembers that shit. But anyway, sure, I'm sure I do. Uh, so yeah, so let's just play the song, um, and uh, let's just say let's just say that the the songs paired very well with the scenes and, and what was happening in the show at the time. Uh, so anyway, just play the damn thing. Outside the window, they're singing. Inside the doorway, there's me. Endlessly thinking and working. In my the window they're singing inside the doorway there's me endlessly thinking So, Key, your thoughts? Yeah, I like that a lot. So, it's really simple, really simple song. Um, you know, when you when you watch the show, like I said, it's a it's a bunch of songs from the fifties and sixties. So, when I first heard this, I was like, "Who is this?" You know, I thought it was somebody from the fifties that I just had no clue about. You know what I mean? But then I found out it was it was Graham Coxon. But either way, you know, all the music in the yeah, all the music in the show has that kind of organic vibe dark vibe you mm-hmm. know it's a dark song the lyrics are yeah. dark um but again when you when you watch the show and you hear the music uh you experience it in a whole different way it's paired perfectly with the show so let's 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 hear your pick for the week Hugh. what you what you heard well as per usual i end up listening to a lot of music in the same vein as whatever musician or band that we're talking about uh, you know, in the week leading up to us recording this. And I got back into this artist. Uh, he goes by the recording name AIM. His name's Andrew Turner. He's a British musician, uh, DJ, and producer. He's been active since 1995. Um, most of his stuff is in- instrumental. Lots of sampled music, lots of uh, jazz and hip-hop sampled kind of music. And one of my favorite songs of his is off of an album that came out in 2006 called flight 602 i remember yeah i remember this yeah it's a great album so it ties into uh tosca in the sense that and we'll, we're going to dive a little bit more into to down tempo music i want to say that most of what you're hearing in this song is going to be sampled uh instruments uh, you know, sampled recordings. I don't know for sure how much of it is, is stuff that that he recorded himself and looped, you know, but it's all loops that kind of build on each other. It's all layered, which is kind of what makes makes down-tempo down-tempo, you know. Um, so this is track two on the album. It's called Walking Home Through the Park.
was delightful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all about the drums, dude. For sure. That drum change, right? And then what's yeah. interesting about that, um, he he's ten, it seems like he relied more on like organic instrument samples. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I was listening back, you know, I regret saying that that a lot of that the tracks on this album are nothing but sampled. Because when you say that a song is mostly sampled music, it's music that wasn't made by the artist that created it. And I can't find enough information on Andrew Turner. Um, I don't know if he actually does play these instruments. But the bottom line is, it's music that's made up of looped recordings. Right. Which is, a, I guess, a good segue into... To, Tosca's music as well because I know that they actually play and record a lot of the instrumentations that you hear in their music or, or they sample but, they sample musicians they go and get musicians to, or they sample musicians to, but, to, to that's, but the stuff. whole thing with electronic music uh, especially down tempo and, and chill you know the chill genre everything is looped and everything is layered um, it always starts very simple and layers are added with each, you know, however many measures. Sometimes it'll be a good five or six measures before anything changes. Um, or, you know, something will be so subtle that you almost don't even notice it. And it's definitely something that... So, actually, I have a quote real quick that I really liked. Uh, there is a Washington Post article that came out in 2002 all about down-tempo. And I liked what this this guy Martin Johnson had to say about down tempo. He says, unlike most popular music, down tempo could withstand close listening or it can retreat into the background with equal ease. Yeah, definitely. So down tempo is music that demands your attention while at the same time, it's something that you could easily have playing at a low volume uh, at you know during a cocktail party or something yeah yeah no that's great because you know it's not so there's actually i'm not going to give the direct quote but there was an interview that i read where they were asking either richard or or, or um rupert his name rupert what's his name yeah so we're talking about tosca richard dorfmeister and rupert huber yeah, so I'm not sure which which one answered with this response, but the question was along the lines of like, what do you guys think about the down tempo label? You know what I mean? Something along those lines. They said they didn't, you know, that's been attached to them, but they don't really like labels. And they went on to say that as far as down tempo is concerned, he you know, they said that and rightly so, a lot of quote unquote down tempo music is essentially just music. You know what I mean? What? Music. They're saying that 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 the term now can almost apply to. You never heard that term, music, like what you hear in the I've elevator. Heard, I have, but I don't really know what it means. It means like just the generic like instrumental music that you hear at a department store or or, okay. or in an elevator or something like that. Like you know, elevator. elevator music. The term elevator music. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I forgot the point that you just made that made me think of that. Oh well, the the down tempo music is something that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, demands your attention. If you pay attention to it, yeah, so t- it's worth it. To me, the difference between good down tempo music and down tempo music that would just be classified as music or elevator music is good down tempo music is is worth actually stopping and paying attention to what the artist is doing. You know what I mean? And that's what it all comes down to: the layers. It, which yeah, we'll talk it's, about. it's it's it's. Um, I don't know if that's something that doesn't make sense to people that don't listen to down tempo music. And we're trying to not to sound all highbrow and stuff, you know, but yeah, it is. It is like, what it, it is, man. Yeah. So Travis, and I'm, I'm sure my, I have the same answer, but like, what is it about down tempo that you love so much? Number one, there's so many, so you're going to hear a lot of with down tempo. It's, it's, it seems to borrow a lot from jazz. Yes. It can, at least in 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 some instances, it it, it borrows from um, it borrows from like reggae almost sometimes, especially Tosca, like dub, right? The term yep. dub, yep, not dubstep, but like reggae, like dub stuff. 
you're going to hear, you, you know, you, you could hear vocal work. Like think about Bonobo, and I don't know if Bonobo would be classified as down-tempo anymore, but he certainly was. And he brings in these great vocalists on their, both both the actual recordings and at his live performances. I didn't really appreciate really pretty female vocals in a track until I got into down-tempo, really. Right. Um, and the way that the way that Tosca particularly uses vocals, yes. they almost they they use it as a another instrument. You know what I mean? As another instrument, yeah. And yeah, which we'll you'll, you'll hear, hear in the song. Hear too. what we're talking about, yeah. Let's backtrack a little bit more. I'll just something I read that that I thought was really cool. Um, origins of down tempo music, or chill, you know, or lounge music, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, some people think that that this music kind of started in well i guess specifically manchester united kingdom at the end of 1992 there was a code of conduct introduced for dance clubs that specified that clubs should provide seating in a quieter area along with free drinking water or risk losing their license did you read that trap no. Yeah, no. So think about that. So early 90s, um, I guess, you know, the safety inspections or whatever, they were saying, okay, we need to have an area, a designated area in these clubs. They need a place to to hydrate and chill out for a little bit if they're out, you know, getting too drunk or whatever, getting too rowdy on the dance floor. We need designated areas that they can go have a drink of water sit down, you know, they provide couches, lounge areas okay. where they can rehydrate and, you know, do what they got to do to sober up or whatever. And along with that, they, you know, they would, they start, started putting DJs in these rooms and they would play more loungy, you know, more chill kind of tracks in these designated areas of, of these dance clubs. I thought that was cool. Interesting. Yeah. So down tempo for the most part, is instrumental like we were saying but but they also there are a lot of great down tempo tracks with vocals in it let's go ahead and play our first clip and just kind of let's let's kind of introduce tosca besides the little intro that you heard which was uh, which was the title track off the album that was suzuki that we played our intro um our clips are going to be a little bit longer for this episode um because of the nature of down tempo you really got to listen to it to a good at least two minutes of a song in a down tempo on a, you know on a down tempo song before anything really changes. But uh, we should let's pre- let's preface this by saying that I guess for people who perhaps have never really ventured into down tempo, yes, it's repetitive, but that's sort of the point, I guess. It goes back to that quote that I had from that Washington Post article. Yeah. Unlike most popular music, down tempo could withstand close listening. Or retreat into the background with equal ease. Yeah, the, the the key is to listen for minor changes, as far as instruments being added, uh, samples being added, layers being added and taken away. That's the whole key here. Yeah. So here is clip one from track number four on Tosca's 2000 release Suzuki. <laughs> Thank you. 
I can smell that pipe tobacco, friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, we stopped doing that after a while because we're like, hey, wait a minute. This probably ain't good for the health. No, it sure isn't. For the old lungs. But yeah, uh, I do associate the smell of pipe tobacco with downtown music now. Uh, yeah. Dude, now, this is funny. You remember, so you remember what else we used to do? We used to go to that, like I said, it was it was a uh, very high-end outdoor shopping area. Yes. And we would be the assholes that lit up a fucking pipe. Yes, and walked around. But do you remember the time that we were walking around with our pipe tobacco? Yes. And we actually heard Tosca on one of the outdoor speakers. And we were like, this yeah. is fucking, I remember this that. Is, this is, you know, some, this is a sign right here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember that. We got like way too excited about that. Because what are the odds, man? Anyway. So for me, my favorite part about this song is the female vocals on it. Yeah. And apparently she pops up in a lot of their songs. Oh, Anna Clement Anna Clementi. Yep, that's her. That's her. Anna Clementi. And she's not even singing. She's just really just just humming. Well, she obviously was. She went into the studio, laid down a bunch of vocal stuff, and then they took it and and, and sampled it and, and did a bunch of stuff with it, right? Yeah. I don't know why this always pops into my head, but I'm gonna share it. For some reason, this song makes me think of like I just imagine a woman laying in. You know those like I don't know. I don't know if it's Victorian style or whatever. Those big bathtubs. With like they ha it's got four legs. It's a big ass tub, you know what I mean? You lay in it. Yeah. And she's she's it's a bubble bath. That's and weird. She's man. just laying just listen, dude. She's just laying back, cleaning herself, and <laughs> just humming just humming these humming this you what, man? That's the last like, thing I would think of, dude. Like just kinda like humming <laughs> to herself. With like a rubber ducky or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> what, man? What the hell? What? Hey, dude, you know, whatever you want to think about when you listen to this song, it's fine. I'm just saying it's funny that you bring that up because a lot of times with down tempo or electronic music, music without words, especially down tempo and that more kind of like, I think of like, how am I going to phrase this? I'll save it for two, two more picks in because uh, the track that we cover called The Key, I think the imagery that pops up in my head, we'll see if it aligns with the imagery that pops up in your head when you hear it because now I'm really curious <laughs> okay but I just think that down tempo I tend to associate it with like noir stuff like film okay. noir does that make sense yeah yeah for sure alright this episode is going to be two hours long if we don't speed it up well hey let me let me just say one uh, let me bring in one more quote here because we were talking about how down tempo brings in a lot of jazz and, 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 and whatnot. This was an interview back in March of 2015 in this, this magazine called Future Music. It's essentially an um, electronic music magazine. So this was an interview, but they asked, where did Tosca derive from? So specifically, like what influences um, could you point to? And Richard Dorfmeister said, they soaked up all kinds of musical styles back when they were growing up and whatnot, from Talking Heads to Can and Miles Davis's Agarta period. He said that his father's friend had a huge jazz collection that he went through when he was younger. Uh, they go on to, to list um, experimental music like Stockhausen, blues artists like John Lee Hooker, Muddy Waters, 70s jazz funk like Herbie Hancock, dub reggae, particularly Lee Perry. And of course, the new way of cutting beats that came along around the late 80s. He mentions Grandmaster Flash and so on and so forth. So anyway, point being, uh, these guys were influenced by a ton of stuff. And you can certainly hear that when you listen to their discography as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Particularly the jazz and the funk and the and the dub reggae, I think. Um makes up a lot of the Tosca sound. You know what I mean? So let's go to the next pick because this is Boss on the Boat, right? Yes. Okay. This is an interesting uh, change of pace. Yeah, so Boss on a Boat. Let's just play it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. 
I might re I might be regretting this, but I, let's play it all the way. My the whole my clip is two minutes and fifty three seconds long. That's a bit on the long side, but it's kind of a long track, and uh, I feel like it's worth it to listen to to a good chunk of the song to really to really get. get I, I feel like it. with Don Tippy, you have to listen to longer segments of the song to really get the feel for it. So yeah, that's kind of what we were saying. Okay, so here here is track number five, Boss on a Boat. Wait. Track number seven. Here is track number seven, Boss on a Boat. Boss on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's on a boat. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the first thing that comes into my mind when I hear this track. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Or some sort of heist movie. There's a heist going down. Do you agree? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. Even the even the name of the song, Boss on the Boat, it just makes you think of some shenanigans going down, you know? Some sh- some shenanigans? <laughs> some shenanigans? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> uh, okay, well, here's what it makes me think of, Travis. And Mitchell, I hope you're listening because I know you're going to remember this. Um, Mitchell, our only listener. <laughs> our only listener, Mitchell. Um, Travis, you remember that that goofy walk that you used to do? We, we oh used to make God. you do it. <laughs> yeah. It goes perfectly. I, I picture <laughs> you doing that walk along to this song every yeah. time. See, uh, obviously our brains go to two d- very different things when we listen to this music because number one I'd never in a million think of a woman in a bathtub when I listen to uh, a Roscoe oh now you will uh, no actually I won't oh no you will because I can't I can't associate those two things I can't even see how you got to that especially the like the bubbles and stuff like you know it's the it, it just sounds like it just sounds like something that you would do if you were in a bathtub you know, with a bubble bath, you just kind of hum to yourself. Yeah, but what do you think of when you think of... So you only think... When you hear music, you only think of 
what might I be doing while I'm listening to this music? No, man, I don't know. I, I can't tell you how where it, where it came from. Hey, like I said, whatever you want to think of is fine. But I tend to associate it with what scene, what would be happening in a movie that this would be a good song to play during that scene. Especially when it's instrumental music because that's just, you know, how my brain works. Yeah, so I've got one other quote from, and uh, maybe this was the same interview that you read because it doesn't specify who's talking. So this could have been Richard or or this could have been... Uh, the other guy, what's his name? Rupert. Rupert. Um, they asked them, so this is on a website called Colorizing. It was an interview back in 2014. And they were asking him about the early years, back when they were making music together as teenagers. And I guess the question doesn't matter because this part of the answer doesn't really even apply to the question. But they said that already at that time, the overall sound and gesture was more important than a single instrument or solo or showing off technical skills. So that's another thing about down tempo. Nothing that you hear is really that complicated, but that's not the point. This is music that you can make yourself with a laptop and and a microphone. In, in, you know? in Ableton or something like that. In Ableton, yeah, right, in one of those programs. If you can loop a guitar line that you make it doesn't matter how simple it is if you can loop it and and just kind of tweak the sounds and and loop it in a way that's creative and then add you know add a drum beat to it you can make some really creative and unique music and really you don't have to have any high technical skills to pull this kind of music off um, effectively which is what i really like about don tibbo and that goes back to that quote from earlier that we were saying you know, this is the kind of music that, that you can you really focus on and, and, and appreciate, or you can play it in the background at a cocktail party or whatever, um, and it, it works perfectly either way. Yeah, and, you know, again, like what we were saying, there is obviously a huge difference between exceptional down-tempo and down-tempo that you can make on your laptop. Obviously... right. Right, sure. The, you know, when you listen to Tosca, it's like the, these guys, you know, and of course it helps that they actually bring in real musicians to lay down guitar tracks and vocal tracks. But as you were saying, there's really nothing stopping anybody. I mean, we talked about, when we talked about Tycho, Scott Hansen, I mean, he was just the guy with his laptop when he first started out and he made, yeah, he made great, great music, you know, and then he added live instrumentation later, you know. So anyway, yeah, good point. It's it's always it is simple, and there's something about the simplicity that probably goes back to the quote that we said earlier, where um, it's either it's it's good for background or it's good for a little bit more um, closer examination. Yeah. Okay. So the last track is called "The Key," and it's track number ten. Except it's not the last track on the. Oh, album. sorry. The last our last pick, uh, track number ten, "The Key," and. This is, we do have two parts for this. We're gonna yeah, play, this, huh? this this one is gonna require uh, a couple of a couple of clips. Holy shit, dude! Your first your first clip is three minutes long, over three minutes I'm long, you, man. Dude. But it's worth it. And, and the, I the, this yeah. song is okay. um, probably exemplifies better than anything else from Tosca how well they do the building in of of like the layers adding on different layers and this song first off first off how long is this song i think it's like seven minutes okay yeah so you're you're hearing a good chunk of the whole song by the time you listen to both clips here but the first clip is from the the beginning of the song and you're going to hear you know you're, you're going to hear just a little bit of some light percussion there's some sort of percussion going on and then you're going to hear an actual drum beat get added. You're going to hear some sort of a synth thing happening in the background. But it all builds up to this really awesome part. You'll know exactly what it is because that's when you're going to start paying attention. I'll just say that. And then we'll get into the next clip later. But we'll, let's just listen to this first one. And then I think you'll also see that this clip is a little bit darker, I guess. 
It's certainly not as upbeat as, as Boss on the Boat. So I'll just leave it at that. So let's hear the first clip here. This is called The Key, track 10, Suzuki. Tosca, down tempo. Words. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot to uh, to unpack here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But once that once that baseline kicks in, um, and the and the drums kind of kick in, uh, like I said, that's when it becomes a song to uh, to start paying attention to. You know what I mean? Yeah, because from that point on, a lot of stuff gets added, really subtle. Yeah. But the underlying synth is still going on the entire time you know that keyboard but yeah and then he starts adding that vocal sample you know that that kind of that's very prominent like throughout and then he adds an actual more traditional sounding piano that kind of starts to play and then it almost sounds like a not a siren but there's something that at, toward the very end of the clip that we just played toward the very end yeah. of the clip yeah but then those things start getting start being taken away taken away and Throughout the song, it goes back, uh, you know, all of those layers get stripped away, and then you're back with what we started with, and then they bring it all back again. So, play track two, um, clip number two, and then you'll kind of hear uh, a moment in the song where it kind of goes back to what it started as, and then it, it all comes back in. 
So here's another quote from uh, from that interview that they did with Future Music, um, the electronic uh, music magazine. Uh, the they were asked, "Is there a lot of live instrumentation integrated into the mix?" And Richard Dorfmeister said, "Live recording is where the human element comes in. No plugin in the world can replace a live recording." And he goes on to say. The most effective instrument is the voice. It cuts perfectly through the frequencies and can't be replaced by any software. So there you go. Uh, Richard Dorfmeister himself talking about how, how and why they, they use uh, the human voice so often in their music because you can't, you can't replicate it um, through any other means. You know what I mean? It's, and when you hear it, it's kind of like with the giggle. When you hear it, like you, you immediately start paying attention because if the whole track is, is nothing but these different electronic music samples, once you hear a voice get introduced, like you immediately pay attention to that. You know what I mean? And when it's something like a giggle, you know, it makes it that much more interesting, you know? Absolutely. So there you go. I feel like they go around the streets and find some random homeless dude to record a lot of this stuff because there's some weird ass vocals going on in a lot of their music and I can just picture them like holding up a little microphone with a portable recorder and just looping uh, a crazy homeless guy does that just where my brain differs from yours dude no I mean I can hear that but um, they've always done that especially in a lot of the tracks on opera well their first yeah 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 sure uh, studio album there's a lot of weird yeah vocals but they continue doing that like you remember no hassle yeah there's that one track where like it seems like this there's this female vocal sample that's like she's definitely not singing something in it and maybe we'll we'll, we'll put it on the show notes i guess i'll i'll try to find it but okay. um yeah but to me like as like we said earlier they're using the they're using vocal tracks as other instruments like the the woman giggling in that tr- in that clip. Yeah, yeah. It's weird stuff, but there's something that I like about it. You know, it's 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 interesting. It does demand your attention. If you're... yeah, because if you're listening to if you're listening to this in your earbuds and suddenly some some female starts giggling, it's like what is going on here? You know. Yeah, but then at the same time, if you just have this music playing in the background at uh, a party or something like that. Right. You won't notice those kind of things. Probably not. You're going to be like, who's laughing right now? That's what I would say. So anyway, uh, do you remember when No Hassle came out and you and I, we were losing our goddamn minds because we were so excited about it. And this is yeah. when, this is when I was still in that apartment. Look, man, I'll tell you why I did. I think partly it was because we listened to it on the way back, we we went we drove up to Denton. We met up with our buddy Josh uh, at a bar somewhere, and he was with a bunch of friends. And I got a little a little drunk, my friend. I mean, uh, I guess I might have been part of it. So I was even more excited and hyped up about it, listening to it on the way back home. So my excitement, aka my drunkness, probably made you even more excited about it. Because you had like a contact high. Well, yeah, because for, we, we, for my drunk stupor. Because well, we know that I wasn't drunk, obviously. Right. They don't even know why you weren't. That's for another day. Another time. That's for another day. But yeah, I think there's a lot of really interesting things that happen on those no hassle tracks that kind of play into this. Uh, the idea that, that they just throw in a, a giggle here and there, you know? Yeah, they've been doing it since the beginning, really. But on no hassle. Um, I feel like they they took it to the next level, which is what their their fourth or fifth studio album. Yeah, it came out in two thousand nine. So this is right about the time yeah. that we were. May, you may not have been on my floor, but you were. You were. No, I was. I, you were on the second floor, and I moved to right, but, the first floor. I, I moved into my own space, my own studio in the same complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't have New Dust yet. We didn't have the music blog yet. So I remember posting 
this on my Facebook wall and nobody gave two shits about it. <laughs> you remember that? Because people, yeah, I mean, really, I unless you, we both did. Yeah. Unless you, um, I don't know. I get, you know, this is where we, we might start to sound a little bit, um, like music snobs here, but, but, um, it takes a certain type of, of music fan to, to enjoy listening to this kind of stuff. I mean, that's just, I don't know how else to say it, but I think it's true. Yeah. Um, this is just, it's not, it's, it's not for everybody and we're not going to go down any rabbit hole as far as like, you know, what's on, what's on, uh, what's on the radio or whatever. Well, we did plenty of that when we talked about Kings of Leon. Yeah. So if you want to know how we feel about the radio hits, check out our third episode on Kings of Leon. Yeah, I guess and, just check out our assessment of what happened to Kings of Leon. Yeah, and if you want to hear some more music that is under this down-tempo umbrella, check out our second episode on uh, Tycho, um, Scott Hansen, and the kind of music that, that he, he makes. Yeah, that's a whole different flavor of, of, of down-tempo. All right, so that should do it for us this week. Our take on Tosca's... 2000 release Suzuki and uh, before we get into our outro track for this week um, just wanted to remind everyone where they can check us out on the webs we are at nofillerpodcast.com there you can find all of our show notes for each episode we've got our SoundCloud player tied to each episode on the website you can also Listen to us on iTunes and any other podcast app that you have. We should be up on there. And also, be sure to check out our playlists as well that we've started on Spotify. We've got our January playlist up, which features our first two episodes on it. Uh, our Alice in Chains and Tycho episodes. We've got all the songs that are featured on those episodes in the playlist for you. Uh, so Travis, you've got our outro this week, don't you? I hope you do. Cause I don't. Yeah. So, um, I listed off that long list of, um, of influences, early influences that, um, that Richard mentioned in an interview that they did with feature music back in uh, March of 2015. And he mentioned talking heads, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and, any excuse to play Talking Heads, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it up. So um, I decided that a good Talking Heads track to play on a Tosca episode would probably be uh, off of their 1980 album "Remain in Light." Uh, and this song is called "Seen and Not Seen," and it's got a very um, uh, I don't want to say down tempo by any stretch, but it's it's got a um, sort of like what what these Tosca tracks that we played. It's it relies a lot on uh, layering and uh, sampling, I guess. And then uh, David Byrne, uh, he's he's done this a couple times in, in some some of their records where he's he's not really singing. It's more of a like a spoken word thing, and he does it on this track as well. But uh, anyway. Let's just play it out. Um, that'll be it for us this week. Um, here is a song from Talking Heads. Uh, it's called Seen and Not Seen. And next week we are going to talk about Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young and their self-titled album that came out, I believe, in 1969. So that's going to be a great um, sort of 180 from Tosca. And it's going to be nice to... To, to, to go to go that far back we haven't I think the farthest we've gone back is 90s so far right with uh, w- with with our first episode so yeah uh, we're gonna take you take you back to to the late 60s uh, look forward for that and it'll be Saturday or Sunday I'm excited I'm excited to get into that with you yeah. I haven't really gotten into them yet yeah so this is Crosby Stills Nash and young wait no sorry did I say that earlier you did man okay no sorry this is just Crosby Stills Nash Um, they didn't start collaborating with Neil Young until later. So, uh, my bad. This is Crosby, Stills and Nash and their self-titled album came out in 1969. Uh, that's going to be fun. So anyway, uh, that'll do it. Um, and we're just going to play out with this outro song. My name is Travis with me as always. 
That's my brother, Quentin. That's me. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week. See you later. We're not going to see you at all, though. That's true. We're going to uh, talk at you'll you. You'll hear us next week. We're going to talk at you next week. Yeah. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.